Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of the amount of developers, and prospective sales, if you have a game, and it is good, then give it time and it will thrive, and you will be Gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals, Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Welcome to episode number 422 of the Best Linux Games Podcast, being recorded for you on this Sunday, the 27th of November, 2022, at uh, 2.34 p.m. Pacific Coast time, left coast, coast for the most. Crack engineer Wapow, Ivor Molino over there in the booth, holding up the whiskey sign. That's a good idea, Ivor. Mm. And it is your last, because you are fired. Mm. That would, of course, make it for our sequel, Friends, 2022, 1127, at 1429, 100 hours. Um, let's get straight to our top story. We have a short show for you this week. Top stories, a uh, short show for you this week. Still have my medication. Hope everyone had a good and happy Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. Uh, first off in our top stories, uh, the Steam Autumn Sale, it has, well, it began a couple of days ago, but it continues through, uh, I think December 1st. Oh no, two more days of the Steam Autumn Sale, uh, 29th. It ends on the 29th at 10 a.m. So two more days. Um, I, I've not been particularly overwhelmed with the offerings. 
in uh, this year's summer sale. The, the uh, not necessarily the games themselves, but the discounts don't seem to be as epic as I remember. I guess you chalk it up to inflation, or you could just chalk it up to not being the greatest sale or whatever. Um, but that's it is what it is. There are some good games out there, uh, but they're all generally vastly older than they normally are to get that price point. So, you know, we'll just mention that. More importantly, though, and this is what this week's episode of the show was supposed to be about, forgetting the autumn sale, which I'm sure you can peruse on your own, um, forgetting the autumn sale, right now, the Steam Awards nomination process has begun, and as we do every year, you know, we're trying to build, and we don't, we need to, we don't, we don't need to build them up. We're trying to just let as many people know that they're happening. Cause it's like fucking, ah. And this year's interface is particularly irritating. I don't know. I, I don't remember last year's being this annoying. Um, cause it only, it doesn't show you like, all the games that you played from this year, so I have to... I've already fired, I have to go and put together the spreadsheet for this year because it's already the end of the year. I mean, Jesus Christ. But uh, you only have two days left, I think, to nominate your... Yeah, here we go. To nominate... Yeah, November 29th. Yeah, so two more days. My nomination for the game of the year... And this might change. I, I have to put together the spreadsheet so I can look through all the games and then... Because their interface for this this year is absolutely terrible. It It is... It's similar to last year's, but when you click on, like, the nominate button, it doesn't show you everything. It doesn't show you everything. It just shows you, like, a selection, and it it's, it's terrible. It's not usable. It's not functional. But uh, right now, currently leading for me is God of War as for the game of the year. Um, yeah. So there's that. So be, be sure to do both of those things. Uh, avail yourself of the Steam Autumn Sale um, as soon as possible. But more, even more importantly, because it's going to take some time for you to do it, if you care... Um, doing your Steam Award nominations this year is going to take you significantly more time than it did last year. And this is like a regression. It's like it's like they're going back to like... Because I remember last year it was super easy to do your picks, but anyway. Mm. So, that brings us to our feature this week. Well, actually, uh, oh, no, other new and noteworthy. Last time ever going to be mentioned on this show until we do a full review of it, probably next week. I know I've said it before. I've said it before and again and again and again and again. I think I've done it four times. But Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition now completely runs with the game cinema and everything using G Proton 741. And it works. It's hale and hearty and healthy. For our feature this... I know! It's one of the best games ever, but I've talked about so many other times on this show that, like, I now have no 
energy. I've been so enervated and depressed by every time that I've mentioned on the show, and then the next week it's broken again. If, it, if this breaks again, I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. I'm gonna lose my shit. Um, but yeah, 741 makes it run perfectly. I'm looking forward to finally being able to live stream just a ton of it uh, over the next couple of days. Um, hopefully without too much uh, viewer intervention. Because mm. I don't remember how to play the fucking game. But for those of you, for the uninitiated Bulletstorm full clip edition is from the same people who made uh, what the fuck was the name of that game? It was a groundbreaking. It, well, the name of the company is people. The name of the development team is People Can Fly, and they made Painkiller. That's right, Painkiller, which was the first game with enormous bosses that I'd ever seen. Well, they took everything that they learned from Painkiller and all the money that they made from Painkiller, and they made like the greatest game ever. It is full of booze and carnage. Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition, which, by the way, I've already fired. Bulletstorm full, full Clip Edition is $3.99 for the next 43 hours and 23 minutes. Go buy Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition. Yes, it's an older game, but trust me, it's it is an, it will blow your mind. I literally guarantee it will blow your mind. It is so good. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss for words because, like, I haven't played it in forever. I, I played it, I booted it up again this morning, though. Um, like, I mean, I just remember when you get the grapple beam and you can, like, you're throwing people into people and you're blowing people apart with your guns and your grappling beam. Like, you're pulling them towards you and you're shooting them like fireworks and they explode like Mad Max People Works. Do you remember People Works? Yeah, of course you don't, because that was seven years ago. That was the start of the Trump administration. People Works is what we used to call Mad Max when you put thunder sticks inside of people and then they explode. People explode. Well, people can fly. Bulletstorm Full, full Clip Edition is their masterwork. Um, it is a wild fucking ride with memorable characters and unbelievable uh, play mechanics. The graphics hold up. And at four, nominate this game for Steam Awards? What the fuck? Anyway, it's 90% off at $3.99. So I have to I have to end this show soon, do a lot of gifting. Um Yeah. I mean, holy shit, I can't believe it's $3.99. Oh, and you can get it with the Duke Nukem uh Bulletstorm, because there's a there's a cross promotion uh from back in the day where you can play the whole campaign as Duke Nukem, but it's like a kind of a separate campaign. It's a DLC. It's normally five bucks. It's a dollar and twelve cents. So for five dollars, you can have everything. You can have it all, bitches. We do it all for you. So that brings us to our feature this week. I've orbation with the feature. Perfect. Oh my god. It's Bolivian. Bolivian! Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. 
Miss Meek's teacher. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooky. Our feature this week... I love that bumper, man. That's a great bumper. Our feature this week is on, once again, We Who Are About to Die salute you. We Who Are About to Die, actually, is what it's called. Uh, if you listen to last week's episode, it's uh, an arena, it's a gladiatorial arena, career, faster than light, roguelite, uh, physics-based uh, combat simulator where you, a humble slave to the arena, well, sometimes you're a former slave, sometimes you are criminal scum, sometimes you're a professional aspirant, sometimes you're a former soldier. Hmm. You were flung into the arena to fight to the death again, various different events in various different arenas against endless hordes of opponents in match in matches that pay out both fame and fortune. In between matches, you upgrade your equipment, etc, etc, etc. It's still in early access. I've logged 51.3 hours because Marauders still no longer works on Linux, and that is just so goddamn depressing to me I can't even think about it because it makes me so sad I'm not kidding but We Who Are About to Die has become like my go-to you know substitute and as soon as I did last week's episode where we heavily featured We Are About to Die I've since beaten it with one type of aspirin I need to beat it with all the other types of aspirins like I, I think I built I beat it with um I beat it with the guy with the with the class that only needs to read because each different type of character that you know you randomly roll for it at the beginning of each run um, has a different victory condition. I can't remember which ones match up with which classes, but the one that I beat it on was uh, the one where you just have to reach ascended rank, which is beyond Grand Champion. But it's not all the way up the chain. But anyway, I'm, I'm losing track tra- track of my thought. Yeah, it's great without medication, isn't it? Yeah. Show's really been great. Without, let's have some more booze. Um, what was they saying? Oh, yeah. Last week, sure enough, the second after I posted it, I discovered a magic hidden button in the main, in a game's main menu. And it is a difficulty toggle. And I was playing it on Gladiator difficulty, which is the harder difficulty. I've, I'm not beating it on Gladiator difficulty. Gladiator difficulty is fucking unbelievably hard. And I'm going to tell you why, and that's why this is, that's why we are featuring this game again this week. It's still in early access, and uh, we're still trying to get uh, Jordy, the developer, to come and join us on the show for an interview. Uh, but here's the thing. We Who Are About to Die is very heavily stamina-based. Stamina is what you use everything for. It's how you move, it's how you dodge, it's how you block, it's how you attack, it's it's everything in the game. And on gladiator mode, you start with not enough stamina to play the game, really. 
You can barely swing any weapon one time your first time in the ring. And I spent about 20 hours in the game. I got 51. We could do a review, but it's still in early access and we don't like to review games that are still heavily being worked on. And the problem with this is I think a lot of people will be turned off by We Who Are About to Die because it's so fucking hard on Gladiator, which is a default difficulty, if I remember correctly, it defaults to, like, ultra-hard mode. And this causes other problems. And what do I mean by this? Well, if you can't ever really... If you don't ever really have enough stamina, you can't ever really figure out the combat system. You need a lot of stamina to figure out the combat system, and the game doesn't do a really good job of explaining to you how you have to go to other videos one which Jordy put pushed out uh, right after or right before right after last week's episode where he goes into greater detail and it's a 20 minute long video but it was absolutely necessary for me to correct all the bad habits I learned but he still doesn't talk about how there is the commoner mode commoner mode is it's it's easier across the board but it gives you more stamina right from the start so you don't learn bad habits and you don't spend 15 to 18 hours like I did wandering in the wilderness why can't I kill somebody and wondering if maybe this whole fucking thing is random it's not random the game is just very, very difficult to wrap your mind around because it's a physics-based drag-and-swing uh, kind of directional system that he's still kind of working on a little bit. Um, but once you get the hang of it, it's great. And you can, like, dominate your opponents and the game becomes more strategy and, and more... Not strategy, more tactical and... Uh, and way less random. Now, there's still some randomness in the game, but, like, once you learn how to really fight, and you can really only learn how to fight using the commoner difficulty, which, for those of you who are wondering where it is, when you first boot up the game, uh, where it's just, like, continue and stuff, you can't switch in the middle of a run, so you have to abandon your run. In the top right of that screen, there's a tiny little uh, blue and black toggle button. And on the right it'll say Gladiator, and on the left, it'll say Commoner. And you want to switch that toggle over to Commoner and start a new run. Commoner also gives you more uh, health from the doctors and gives you... um, The real thing is it just gives you more fucking stamina so you can learn how to play the game. I'm looking forward to going back and uh, beating it on uh, gladiator difficulty, but I can barely get. I I've, I barely squeaked across in commoner uh, for the aspirant for the ascended for that aspirant. Um, but I did beat the game, and it's really cool. Like all the little details in the game are are neat, and he's adding more stuff too. But the game, if you like, Coliseum. Uh, Road to Freedom or Path to Freedom or whatever the fuck it was called and wish that there was more of it, this game is a lot more of it and he's adding a lot more even to this game and the visuals are just so beautiful um, because Jordy, the guy, the developer he's a one man, one man band, he's a one man team uh, in terms of development um, 
he started out as an illustrator. And he's working on other games and stuff, but this was like his, you know, his his hobby horse, his his uh, passion project. So what what are the good things about Glad uh, about uh We Who Are About to Die that like they don't really emphasize enough early on? Because this is like kind of a primer for like some some of the be- best things that the game doesn't do as well enough of a, doesn't do a good enough of a job of explaining to you. On top of the stamina aspect of it, there's stamina regeneration, which is something that you can't train for. Because normally you you get better at a skill in this game by doing one or two things. Either training in between matches, which is just like a slider bar, and you select which discipline, two disciplines you want to train in, and how hard you want to train in. But that diminishes if you if you select it to outrageous, which is like it's six, it's six training equipments. That will drain 30% of your stamina from your ne- next match. So even if you're training stamina, see, this is where it gets very confusing. And I kept wondering, like, why is my stamina going up? Why is it harder and harder for me to win matches? That's because I kept fucking training it at six. Can't train it at six, dude. You can't train it at six all the time. And you have to adjust it depending on what strategies you're using to for the next matches, and you get to pick your next matches. If you want to do a one versus many, which is the best way to make money very quickly, and to get a lot of fame very quickly, it's also the most easy way to get killed very quickly. Um, you have to be very confident with your weapon and everything. You need every advantage you can bring, because it's going to be you versus uh, it's going to be you versus two to eight other dudes. That is a lot of fucking meat to kill. So, I mean, I can do one. Uh, it depends on... Also, you need to keep track of what your rank is because level 7s are way harder than level 1. I can go into level 1 with fucking, you know, 30% of my stamina lost due to training too hard that week and still kill everybody, but I can't do that at level 5 or above. So that's one thing that's really important. The other thing, in terms of actual combat inside of the game, that I really wish they emphasized more, the range of the tip of your weapon, which is the fastest moving part of your weapon, think about the tip of a spear, the tip of a sword, slashing, that is where all the centrifugal force goes, that's where all the damage is. That means when you attack someone, if you're getting y- yellow check marks when you attack someone and you like try to hit them in the side of the head and you get a yellow check mark, it means you're too uh, yellow X. It's not a check mark, it's a yellow X. It means you're too fucking close. It means that you're hitting them basically with the pommel of your sword. You're basically hitting them right above the grip. You uh, sword, hammer, pole arm, anything. You want to move back and anticipate the arc of that swing or the slash or the, you know, whatever so that it's going to hit the targeted the part of the body that you have intended with the tip of your weapon this is how you do massive fucking damage like, if you find that you're doing like only two point two points of damage and you're really hitting the guy but 
and you're taking full swings, like with good stamina, like you're you're letting your stamina bar recharge, and you're picking your shot, and you take your shot, and you hit him, and you're only getting like two two damage points. You can tell in the readout on the left, in the bottom left hand corner. I wish that there was like a a more visual feedback system for the damage that you actually cause. Like it would be way better than the training wheels of the targeting system, I think, because then you would get a better immediate type of feedback um, to train against, to practice against, and you can't really do this in, in gladiator mode. It's too difficult. You won't ever have enough stamina to learn it. I know because I spent 20 hours in the fucking game trying to do it that way. And then even then, once you figure out like that your training actually diminishes your stamina temporarily... Like, I mean, going in to th- with 30% of your maximum stamina is a huge fucking handicap. And that's what happens when you train your stamina at six. So you want to go into an easy match after that. But the number one, and it, well, the, the other number one biggest thing, the other number one, that doesn't make any sense. More whiskey. Is you really really need to check your range and learn the range of your weapons so like if all you have is like a literally it's like a claw hammer but it's just like two hammer parts of a claw hammer it's a hammer it's a little handheld hammer if you hit someone on the side of the head with that it will kill them it'll deal 35 fucking damage you know uh, oh, that's the other thing that uh, commoner mode does. Enemies don't have 100 health. They have 75 health. So they're starting off with a quarter less health. So you hit someone on the side of the head with a hammer twice. It's going to be like 40 points and 70 points. So you hit them three times maybe and they're dead. If you get in close enough, because that, that's a weapon that is so small. It's a tiny little handheld hammer. Meanwhile, if you do what I like to do, and this is the best way to get really, really fucking brutally cheap and good at the game, at the expense of sometimes not having a weapon, one-handed maces. One-handed maces includes morning stars. And morning stars, which can include all sorts of things like dismemberment, meaning every critical hit basically will cut off that part of the body and instantly kill the person if it's not armored there are there are maces, there are morning stars for um, blunt damage there are morning stars for uh, cutting damage, there are morning stars that, and and, uh, one-handed mace, all of these are under the category of one-handed maces that do uh, blunt damage that's devastating to to, uh, armor that's devastating to I mean, meaning like if I knock if I hit you twice on the side of the head at full force BAM! Off goes your helmet and you're mine, bitch. I'm just gonna chop your fucking head off. But, uh, the coolest thing, though, about one-handed maces is it does include morning stars, and morning stars give you more reach than a sword. Meaning, because they're a slashing weapon, too. But, you know, you have a ball on a chain or, like, a blade on the end of a chain. Half-moon blade. Gives you a lot of reach, and they don't require a huge amount of stamina and they cover a broad swing area, so you can overswing, and once you start that's when you should start focusing on maximizing the momentum of your swing and your targeting in terms of, like, that's where the game actually really shines is when you can become more tactical and less 
unless uh, fear-based um, panic swinging and stuff like that. Once you know the range of the weapons, and each weapon has a different range, and each weapon in each sub each subcategory category of each major weapon category has its own unique range. It's like a, a normal fucking gladius, normal sword, not a short sword, but like a normal sword gives you a different range for maximum damage. With okay, so like let's say let's take all the armor out of the equation, which you can't really do, but we're we're doing it for purposes of explanation here. Imagine hitting someone with a full swing, like where you really torqued yourself up. You're turned fully sideways, almost to the point where your weapon is uh, coming back around the other. Your like if you're right-handed, your weapon is almost coming back around your left side. That's how torqued you are for this swing, and. You're, you're at the perfect range you hit a guy in the head let's say it's a sword and you're at perfect range and it completely connects that will be 50 damage that's over three quarters of their health they'll have 25 health left in commoner mode that's half of their health in f- that's off of one hit so the other thing to focus on is stamina regeneration. So everything that you wear into the arena has a negative stamina regeneration influence. Meaning that like if you wear if you if you choose like a huge heavy motherfucking masterwork shield, it might be 20 negative 20 stamina regeneration. Your pauldrons, your greaves, your um thigh armor and your breastplate and your helmet so that's like two four six right there and then in one hand you have your weapon and maybe you have a shield or if you have a two-handed weapon then you have just both hands on the weapon so it's okay so let's see leg armor uh you know greaves the thigh armor sets four body armor and helmet that's six Each one of those will have a certain percentage. Each one of those items will have a certain percentage of how much they affect your stamina regeneration. So if you go in with like a ton of heavy armor, it might be negative 40 stamina regeneration. And that's the rate at which your stamina bar begins to refill how quickly it gets back up to maximum after you're done attacking. When you're when you're literally resting that's when you need your fancy footwork and your movement to carry you through all of these are skills that you can either train or just get better at them by using them so stamina regeneration is really 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 important maximum stamina it's I would say it's almost as important as maximum. I would say it's more important than maximum stamina the other thing is you want to be wary of items that uh, depending on what approach you're taking because you can trade fame for gold and you can trade gold for fame uh, but it's at like a one tenth kind of kind of uh, markup so if you have like a character who's really great at getting fame and you're doing a lot of you know big ticket matches and stuff and your character's victory condition isn't necessarily with fame it might be with money or with something else 
then you could trade your fame for actual money when you need it. But uh, back to the stamina thing in terms of your equipment, it makes a big difference. So you have to really obsess over this shit if you want to be really, really good. Which, you know, you don't really need to think about for the first five missions, first five matches, because they're going to be, you know, hopefully very lucrative for you. The the number one rule is always get the best weapon that you can as soon as possible. I always go for one-handed maces. Um... But you'll make like a bunch of money and you'll have to spend a lot of it on healing yourself and stuff. You're trying to get ahead. You're trying to get a great weapon. Then you're trying to get from level, from match five onward, you're trying to perfect your armor, your kit, and your skills. Because everything gets harder and harder and harder. So you have to be able to kill more effectively and more effectively and more effectively. And damage is basically capped like at 48. Um, for like the base damage of any weapon, I think like, the highest base damage for any weapon is forty-eight. Um, because that's and that can't be modified. I mean, it can be modified by, you know, perfect strikes and you know, overdriven with um, when your stamina bar is full, you get like an overdriven attack that does massive damage. It'll just fucking kill somebody. Um, but the more you drain your stamina bar all the way to the bottom it impacts your maximum stamina for the rest of the match anyway the bottom line is this I really wish that they also explain on top of like the fucking commoner difficulty that they really emphasize how important it is that you don't go in with like a shield and a right pauldron because a shield's gonna block your right arm anyway having a right pauldron there, like, let's say you have, like, a really, really expensive let's say it's negative 20, you only have 100% stamina regeneration and you can see this on uh, in the armory, in your loadout thing, in the top left uh, right next to where your health is there's a big green, yellow, or red number that shows how quickly your stamina regenerates, and it's represented as a percentage so if you take 20% off your stamina regeneration, it's going to take a quarter longer for you to ever be able to get your stamina all the way back up again, if that makes any sense. I like to keep my stamina regeneration at around 90, because I like to do a lot of swings. I like to Because I do a lot of um, one versus many bouts, which are the most remunerative. Um, they're also incredibly dangerous. Eventually, after like level 11, oh man, it's everything is dangerous. Like, I've gotten killed by by guys who I thought were jobbers on one on ones for like fucking 5,000. Uh, they're not the Callier or Cisterces or whatever the fuck they call them in the game. Um, and like 3,000 fame, which is like chump change for me. But anyway, the game is fucking awesome. I love it. I'm going to keep playing it. And uh, you should. You should go get We Who Are About to Die. It is a fun game. Uh, I was going to do our full review of Brotato this this week, but I haven't beaten it with all the characters yet. I've beaten it with a lot of them, though. And maybe next week we'll save it for next week. Oh, no, next week will be our our picks for our Steam uh, Award nominees. Go fill those out. Avail yourself of the... Uh, whatever discounts you can find. There are some good games. Go buy Bulletstorm right now. $5 complete or $3 
for the base game. Unbelievable. You will you will thank me. Thanks for listening. Uh the holiday season's upon us. We are doomed. We are doomed. Catch you next week. Bye bye. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I. E.B. Farm. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yada yada yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yada yada yee. Four or five times. Matt Damon. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.